Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vanderbilt here with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how are you doing? That's right, Woody. It is Veteran Day. We'd like to say a, a happy Veterans Day to all you veterans. Thank you for your service, and God bless you. I'd like to thank my father. He is my adopted father. He served in the military in the U.S. Air Force. Thank you so much for your service, Dad. My wife's uncle, David, he also served in the Air Force. He was a pilot. Thank you so much, David, for your service. And my wife's great. My wife's grandfather, not great-grandfather, also served in the military in the Army and was of the greatest generation and served in the Pacific. And my family goes way back, way back, actually all the way back to the beginning of the new world that is now America. Uh, one of my great, I don't know how many Gs you want to put in that great-grandfather's, uh, Jan van der Vliet, I hope I said that right, uh, came over to the United States from the Nether- Netherlands as a soldier. And he came over here and settled into what was called then the New Netherlands Colony. So uh, happy Feather uh, Veterans Day. Great, 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 Grandpa. I also had a great, 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 great grandfather, Daniel Vliet, who served as a captain in the Revolutionary War, along with his son, who rose to the rank of General Garrett Vliet in uh, during and after the Revolutionary War. So long list of veterans in our family. Thank you all so much for your service and thank to all you veterans out there for what you do, making this the greatest nation on the planet. Again, thank you. All right, well, let's get to it again. Had some technical difficulties earlier, and getting to the show took me a little bit. So I'm going to go through uh, just a bunch of news articles. There's so many, so much going on right now with the election results trickling in. And by the way, just so everybody is aware, Joe Biden is still not the president-elect of the United States of America. I just want to make sure that that's clear and everybody understands. And by the way, did you notice something on Joe Biden's press conference? He has that office of the president-elect sign up. Now, there's two things happening here. One is they're trying to give you an air of authority, right? He wants you to think that this is important. It's an office of the elected, the office of the elected president of the United States or office of the president-elect of the United States, office of the vice president-elect. It sounds so official. Well, it's not. It's BS. In fact, the office of the president-elect nonsense never existed until one a Barack Obama. That's right. Barack Obama was the first to introduce us to the office of the president-elect. So this is Joe Biden plagiarizing once again. I mean, the man just cannot stop. He is a plagiarist. Anyway, let's get going with the stories today. We've got a lot going on. Have you heard about the Richard Hopkins story, the United States Postal Service employee who is being doxxed right now? He came out uh, to Project Veritas. I'm going to explain that story in a little bit. Uh, Big Tech is on the move again, trying to suppress your voice. Oh, there's a surprise, right? John Brennan's raising his ugly head, and it is an ugly head. And then we got lies, lies, more damn lies, and a couple of crazies. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they are on the left, no doubt. And then there's a big story that's percolating. Um, it's it's a pretty complicated story, so I still have some questions about it. But I'm gonna run it by you guys, and I want to hear what you have to think. If you if you know you got any data data people out there that maybe understand this kind of thing. But let's get first to this uh, Richard Hopkins story. Here here's where it all came from. Uh, he came forward to Project Veritas. And if you're watching or keeping up with Project Veritas, they do a really good job of exposing the left uh, because somebody has to. Our mainstream media is not going to do it. So Project Veritas has made it their mission to expose the left. And Richard Hopkins came forward to Project Veritas. And he he basically said, I I saw and heard male supervisors uh i saw one chastising another supervisor for not doing his job which was back or post-dating ballots now what richard hopskin hopskin is claiming that he saw and that he witnessed was the male supervisors instructing male personnel to post-date the um ballots november 3rd because they were coming in and one was getting chastised because he accidentally postdated November 4th. So he's claiming, uh, Richard Hopkins is, that they were instructed to 
post-date these ballots November 3rd so that they could get counted. And I believe this is in Michigan. Now, there's a couple of other USPS people that have come forward, but Richard Hopkins has decided uh, to come out. He's decided to let his name be known. He's decided to let his face be known. And of course, the left is going to vilify this man. They're going to dox him. They're going to make his life miserable, just absolutely miserable. So Hopkins came out and true to form, the leftist media, uh, they stepped up to protect the Democrats, to protect Joe Biden, to protect the process of whatever the process that they're doing with these election fraud this election fraud, I guess I should say. And yes, I do believe there is election fraud going out there. As I said, this is the election of a thousand cuts. They're all over the place and it all adds up. But here is what Richard Hopkins claimed. He claims that uh, this is from a story in the New York Post, the postal worker in Pennsylvania, it's in Pennsylvania, sorry, not Michigan, who congressional Democrats and major U.S. newspaper claim had recanted his allegations of mail-in ballot tampering is denying that he walked back his words. So that's right. He, he went under oath with Project Veritas saying that this fraud happened, that he's verifying. He went under oath. All right. So it means, that means it's pretty serious. That means if he lied, he, he could be held accountable for that. Well, now the media is claiming that he recanted his allegations. So in a video posted Tuesday evening, Richard Hopkins, and I'll play the video in a minute, a United States Postal Service worker in the must-win swing state denied taking back his statements when speaking to authorities. Now, over there at Gateway Pundit, their headline, Twitter, Facebook, Washington Post, propagate fake claims of USPS recanting election fraud allegations, no fact check warning. So what the Washington Post was the one who ran a story, and I'm not going to read that story to you because it's a paywall and I'm not going to give them a dime, not a dime. They don't deserve a dime of our money, none whatsoever. Uh, here's what they're saying. On Monday, Hopskin 32 told investigators from the United States Postal Service Office of Inspector General that the allegations were not true and he signed an affidavit recanting his claims according to officials who spoke on the condition of anonymy to describe an ongoing investigation. Democrats on the House Oversight Committee tweeted late Tuesday that the whistleblower completely recanted. Well, as the Gateway Pundit story goes, uh, this was news to Hopkins, who forwarded a video of himself looking at the article and quickly correcting the fake story and here is if you're listening to the podcast here's the audio if you're watching it on youtube here's the video of uh richard hopkins recanting his so-called recanting story my name is richard hopkins i am the postal uh employee who came out and whistle blew on the EPA postal service uh postal office i am right at this very moment looking at a article written written by Washington Post, says that I uh, fabricated the allegations of ballot tampering. I'm here to say that I did not recant my statements. That did not happen. That is not what happened. And you will find out tomorrow. And I would like that the Washington Post recant their wonderful little article that they decided to throw out there out of random. Okay, so let's break this down. So Richard Hopkins comes out and he says he saw um, he saw supervisors instructing postal workers. He's not saying that he was instructed to do this. He saw this and heard this that uh, he heard he, one particular story where one supervisor was uh, chastising another associate because they didn't do it right. They postdated it um, November fourth when it should have been November third. So he came out, signed an affidavit to the fact that he saw this, he witnessed this. And now what the Washington Post is claiming that he that Richard Hopkins spoke with the Postmaster General, Solicitor General, and under affidavit uh, or signed an affidavit stating that he recanted it and completely made it all up. So if this guy did that, I mean, and now he's coming back, now he's out, now he's saying, wait a minute, I didn't recant anything. Well, that's easily proven, right? I mean, if there's an affidavit, that affidavit is going to surface. So far, we've heard nothing about the affidavit. He signed a legend that he recanted his story and said it was all made up. But that doesn't matter. See, the Washington Post put this story out so they can, one, vilify Richard Hopkins, and two, debunk the story. They don't want this getting out. So the 
the mainstream media, leftist media, immediately pounced on this. Washington Post tweeted out, postal worker admits fabricating allegations of ballot tampering. Uh, you've got the authors of the story, Jacob Bogage, also saying postal worker admits fabricating it. Uh, you've got other uh, KTAB news uh, also saying that um, that the U.S. Postal War so claim mail-in ballot tampering allegations, officials were false. You've got all these other all these entities, these left-wing entities using this now, this story from the Washington Post that Richard Hopkins fabricated it all, and they're running with that. And it's not true, according to the guy who's at the center of all this, Richard Hopkins. So if, if, it's, if, if he did lie, if he did recant it and then came out and lied again, so this is what they're trying, they want us to believe. Again, they want us to believe a lot, don't they? I mean, the left want us to believe so much right now. It's, it's head spinning. I can't keep up with it all, what they want me to believe, in order to believe Joe Biden won this election. I mean, it's amazing what they want us to believe. So they want us to believe that this guy, Richard Hopkins, went to Project Veritas um, anon anonymously and gave his story anonymously. anonymously. Project Veritas reported it. And then he came back and he says, you know what, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'll come out, I'll, let, I'll, I'll proclaim to the world who I am, and I'll put my face to the story, my name to the story, and he did. And then he supposedly went, you know, he was investigated by the uh, post office, and he was supposedly from that investigation recanted his story and signed an affidavit saying he recanted the story. Washington Post picks up on that, runs the story, then he comes out and says, no, I didn't do it, I'm looking at this story, that's not me, I didn't do that. I want them to recant their story. Also. And I don't have the tapes of this. Allegedly, he, there are some tapes out there of uh, Richard Hopkins talking to an FBI agent. Project Veritas recorded that as well. And it looks like that the FBI agent was kind of, you know, they, I, I don't know if you've ever been in a police investigation. I've been in them, but on the side of where I'm watching people questioning the uh, alleged person or criminal, what have you. And, you know, they'd use a lot of tricks to get the people to, you know, twist them around so they can get the truth out. And you heard that in these FBI tapes of Richard Hopkins. So we're supposed to believe that Richard Hopkins came out, told a lie, uh, then was questioned about the lie, recanted the lie, and then came back out, told the lie again, and said that you're lying that I recanted the lie. I mean, can you keep up with all of that? I mean, I can't. I can't keep up with all that. So all I know is it's a question out there. And if Richard Hopkins is willing to put himself through this, you got to kind of give him some benefit of the doubt on this one because, uh, you know, he's either crazy or he's, he's correct. He's either crazy or right because only a crazy person would put himself through this. Only a crazy person would put himself up to be just completely eviscerated from the left because they will. They're going to go after this man. Apparently, he's already on uh, unpaid leave. And you know they're going to dox him. They're going to just completely try to destroy this man's life so he's either crazy stupid or he's a patriot i like to think richard is a patriot especially on this veterans day if richard hopkins is telling the truth that is a brave man i mean that is a brave man uh he's either brave or crazy there's there's no there's no other way around it i mean because what the what he is subject putting subjugated putting himself going to put himself through with this Man, I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, you, the, the vitriol I get just from doing this podcast, I can't imagine what Richard Hopkins is getting right now. So kudos to you, Richard. If you're telling the truth, man, you are a patriot. Thank you for coming forward. Uh, if you're crazy, man, and you're doing this because you want attention, you know, God help you. But I don't think you're crazy. There's just too many anomalies in this election to um, not see that there's something wrong here. There's something wrong with these numbers, something very, very wrong. And I've got some more stories to show you more anomalies throughout the show today. But and let's, let's go to big tech. I mean, big tech, they want to suppress your voices. So here's a story from PJ Media report. Google sent liberals, but not conservatives, a vote reminder. GOP senators want to know why. Did you get a vote reminder from Google, by the way? I didn't. I, I mean, uh, I didn't get it. Now, some may be asking, E, um, Mr. Van Der Vliet from the Netherlands, how, how did 
how, how could how would some person people get it and others would how would they know if you're a conservative or you're a leftist or liberal how would they know well they know by the sites you visit they know by the products you purchase if you visit uh, gun sites they're going to put you in the conservative side if you visit a lot of these alt media sites that lean conservative well guess what they got that algorithm they got it all in there you got a data footprint Every, all, each and every one of us have a data footprint, and these algorithms read those data footprints, and they decide who you are. This is why you get advertising that pops up that you look at and go, yeah, that, that fits me. All the advertising makes sense because it's all a data footprint that you give them. So it's easy for them to know who's conservative and who's leftist. So, then, so if you have that data footprint of being on the right, you didn't get a reminder from Google. And here's part of the story. According to PhD psy psychologist Robert Epstein, his team of Google monitors, did you know there was Google monitors? Hmm. Uh, captured evidence that between Monday, October 26, 2020, and Thursday, October 29, 2020, Google sent vote reminders to liberal users, but not to conservative users. You know, and this is big tech, and big tech does this all the time. You look at Twitter, you look at Facebook, they are suppressing voices. You know, my, I hope you uh, listen to my conversation with Anthony um, Joseph over at Free Eagle News. I mean, he is uh, currently shadow banned on Facebook. He had uh, a page there, and I encourage you to go like his page, and he's all the help he can get, that had thousands and thousands all of a sudden. You know, it got up to 8,000 people on the page, and then boom, it just fell off, and it hasn't been able to recover since. I mean, I've posted stories and articles on Facebook, and they get deleted before I can even see if they're up. I mean, they literally get deleted right away. And I've been um, suspended on Twitter for sharing a story, not writing a story, just sharing a story from another store. I immediately put the story out, and I mean, boom, I was on a 12-hour suspension with no warning. It was just automatically popped up. So they have certain sites, certain uh, stories, certain um, uh, conservatives flagged. And here you've got Google get sending reminders to liberals and not conservatives. And, and, and they're, they're sitting here telling us that they're trying to help with voter suppression by not allowing voices. What voices? The voices they don't like? Big tech is a big problem right now. And in order to solve the problem, they have to be hurt financially. I'm not a big proponent of government intervention. I, I mentioned that before. Uh, but the, the more and, and more prevalent this becomes, the more and more I'm starting to lean to maybe, maybe the government does need to step in here. I'm I'm a proponent of pocketbook. Uh, hit them where they're hit them where it matters to them. Their pocketbook. Twitter is bleeding users right now, just bleeding. Par uh, Parler, which is a competitor to Twitter, uh, that is cons more conservative. Actually, what they do is they say they will not suppress voices. It's more free speech. Is growing so fast right now that they're crashing. They have millions. I heard one report that it's like a couple of thousand people sign up per hour. And the, a lot of those people are coming from Facebook and a lot of those people are coming from Twitter. So big tech is hurt. They're hurting. And we need to continue to put that hurt on them. And how do you do that? Hit them where it counts. Hit them in their pocketbook. I mean, 50% of the population tends to uh, skew conservative. 70, what, nearly 72 million people voted for Donald Trump. So does big tech want to get rid of those 72 million people? They don't matter to them? Yeah, right. Now, it matters to them. Twitter is bleeding people. Facebook, their usership is down. Facebook just uh, lost money. One of their last quarter results, I think, they had them losing money as well as Twitter. Now, Google is a behemoth, right? I mean, Google is so big. Who doesn't Google? I don't Google. No, I don't. I switched. I don't use Google anymore. I use another search engine. And here's what I found by switching, by the way, search engines. And I'm not here to promote any search engine, so I'm not going to say which search engine I use. But uh, sometimes around my neighborhood, I have a lot of ducks and uh, that go, two ducks that go a lot of times around my neighborhood. So uh, here's what I found switching away from Google is I was doing some research one time on BLM the abhorrent organization known as BLM, also a Marxist organization. And I wasn't really finding much of what I wanted to find, much information at all on Google, so I switched. And I was amazed at the amount of information I find. 
I've, I've been there ever since. I haven't used Google. I can't remember how long. So they don't get my analytics anymore. I'm not part of Google. I don't Google. Uh, so, but you know, Google's big. Google owns uh, what? I guess I do Google because they own uh, YouTube, right? So I'm on YouTube. Um, switching over to Rumble. So if you haven't gone on to rumble.com, check me out on Rumble. The PBL Podcast at Rumble. That's my handle. Been putting my videos up on Rumble as well as on YouTube. It's time. It's time to hurt them. It's time to hurt them in the pocketbook. They want to hurt you. They want to put you on lists. I mean, they have no respect for you. They don't respect about your freedom. They don't respect uh, of your voice. They want to suppress your voice. A big tech would love nothing more than all of us to just shut up and sit down, accept the results because they're the smart ones. They know. Yeah, well, I'm kind of tired of all that. A uh, couple other things. Let's get into some more news. Here is a story, and you've seen what um, – Google is doing to our voices. You've seen what Facebook, you've seen what Twitter, and all because they believe that uh, Orange Man Bad, right? You've seen all of the, uh, what looks to be voter fraud. Um, you've seen how they try to push us down. You, you know, Hillary Clinton allegedly, and it's not even allegedly anymore. There's a lot of proof that, say, that pretty much outlines that Hillary Clinton was the one that created the Russian hoax. I mean, this all came out of the Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, Obama signed off on it. There's a lot of uh, proof that looks like that happened. I mean, from the get-go, since Donald Trump rode down that escalator, they have been going after his administration. They immediately started impeachment. They immediately went after ways that they can impeach him, and they did impeach him over something that Joe Biden did. And listen to this article from Bloomberg. I mean, if this doesn't get you hot under the collar, I don't know what does. Uh, the headline is, your evening briefing, Republicans ramp up bid to undo election. They're talking about Joe Biden's election. Listen to the first sentence, the very first sentence. For, for perhaps the first time in American history, a coordinated effort to taint or even overturn a presidential election may be underway. Yeah, yeah. Let me read that again. For perhaps the first time in American history, a coordinated effort to taint or even overturn a presidential election may be underway. And we're supposed to just ignore what the left has been doing for the last four years. They've been attempting to undermine Donald Trump's administration since before he was inaugurated. I mean, they spied on his campaign. Yes, they spied on his campaign. The left has been doing everything they can do to undermine this president, and it, it's nonstop. In fact, you remember um, Richard Brennan? Yeah, you know, the disgraced CIA agent under uh, Obama. Look at what this guy did. I mean... <sighs> Here he is talking to Chris Cuomo, the low-rated Chris Cuomo show, and he's talking about Mark, es I think, Etsby, the um, uh, director of uh, um, defense that Donald Trump just fired, and he fired him because he, they've had some disagreements, and one of those disagreements was using the military to help quell all the violence that was happening across the United States from the BLM and Antifa crowd, right? And you know, I know there's some people that say, well, the U.S. Army can't do that. No, they can't. You're right. But they can go and protect uh, federal institutions, federal buildings, which is eventually what they did. And so Trump finally had enough of this guy <clears throat> rubbing the wrong way and not um, basically um, serving at the commander, you know, serving at the pleasure of the commander in chief. He fired him. And so John Brennan is talking with low-rated Chris Cuomo about this, and this is what he had to say. Former CIA director John Brennan. He's got a new book out, by the way, Undaunted, My Fight Against America's Enemies at Home and Abroad. Good to see you, sir. Good evening, Chris. So people hear this news, ah, that's Trump being Trump. It'll pass. What are they missing? They're missing what is a very, very worrisome development. It's clear that Mark Esper was removed as Secretary of Defense because he rebuffed Donald Trump's efforts to politicize the U.S. military. And I think it's quite apparent from the reporting that Mark Esper has stood up to Donald Trump repeatedly. 
Who knows what else he has refused to do? And the Secretary of Defense position is, I think, the most consequential position in the U.S. government aside from the President of the United States, because it is the Secretary of Defense who carries out the orders given by a president for military operations. And if Mark Esper has been pushed aside because he is not you know, uh, listening to Donald Trump you know, carrying out these, these orders, uh, who knows what his successor, this acting secretary, Chris Miller, is going to do if Donald Trump does give some type of order that really is counter to, I think, what our national security interests need to be. One more rebuttal to his shoulder shrug. 70 days. You know, he'll be gone in 70 days anyway once the Electoral College meets and we have the inauguration. 70 days, you can do a lot of damage in 70 days. He still is the president of the United States. And is he going to carry out these vendettas against other individuals? As you pointed out, Chris Ray or Gina Haspel or others. It is clear that Donald Trump is trying to exercise the power because he can, and he is going to settle scores. But I'm very concerned what he might do in his remaining 70 days in office. Is he going to take some type of military action? Is he going to release some type of information that could, in fact, threaten our national security interests? So I think people need to be looking very carefully at what he's doing. And unfortunately, Republicans in Congress continue to give Donald Trump a pass. All right. So this is the key question. What can be done? Uh, short of him messing with the Electoral College and trying to have Republican or friendlies pick their own electors and, you know, go grand scale with faithless electors, what can be done to stop anything he wants to do in the next 70 days? Well, if Vice President Pence and the cabinet had an ounce of fortitude and spine and patriotism, I think they would seriously consider invoking the 25th Amendment. Um, and, you know, pushing Donald Trump out because he is just very unpredictable now. He's like a cornered cat, tiger and he is going to lash out. So there you have it. <clears throat> what else? Who knows what else he would do? Remember, did you catch him saying that? Who knows what else he would do? Talking about President Trump in these 70 days. See, he, did, he said that for a reason. He wants to plant those seeds of fear to people, to uh, the leftists mainly, the right. They're, they're not worried about what Trump's going to do. Uh, the left is worried about what Trump's going to do in the next 70 days because um, Brennan is absolutely right. Trump's still the president, and he will be the president up until inauguration. And this election is not over. So look at what he's doing. Who knows what else he'll do? Well, he hasn't done anything anyway. He's fired a guy that didn't listen to him. He, he, could, he should fire Ray, by the way, uh, FBI Director Ray. He should fire him. And you know what? He should let, declassify stuff. So the left, Brennan, is worried of what, that Trump may scorch Earth. They're worried that in these next days that Trump may just go, okay, you guys want to play this kind of game with this election and you want to do this? Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it because the worst thing that happened to Joe Biden is winning the election because now Trump is unleashed. Oh no, he's not a cornered cat. He's a mad bear. So look out because if Joe, if this, if, if there is voter fraud, and it doesn't get corrected. You know what? Trump should scorch her. He should defang the deep state as much as he can because you know why? He loves this country. And to sit here and say that if Mike Pence is basically inferring that Mike Pence, if they do not evoke the 25th Amendment, and if you don't know what the 25th Amendment is, the 25th Amendment it states that the cabinet, uh, the, people, the, the people in the presidential's cabinet can come together and uh, remove the president either because of health reasons or mental reasons. They can come together. I don't know how the process works 100%. You know, they have to fill out, you know, sign an affidavit. They have to write letters. They have to just come together and agree that the president is unfit to serve. And then they could start the proceedings to remove him. And essentially, it'll take a while, but it'll defang him. So he's basically saying that if Mike Pence doesn't do this, Mike Pence is not a patriot. John Brennan is a garbage man. He's a, just a, and no offense to garbage men. They're, they're just hard workers. But John, well, John Brennan is the garbage that the garbage man refused to pick up because he's so disgusting and vile. John Brennan is a piece of just shit. I mean, that man is so vile and evil that I hope, I do hope that if Trump doesn't retain the office, that he scorchers on John Brennan. And I do hope if Trump can stay in office, he does retain an office. And, you know, there's a chance he can, that 
he exposes John Brennan for the vile, vindictive, disgusting, uh, treacherous human being that he is. I've often believed that John Brennan was the core evil in the Obama administration. John Brennan was just a horrible person, but I can, can you believe this? I mean, uh, it just, I mean, you can, you know, you can, because we all can. That's just who the left is. And we all know this is who the left is. We've been dealing with the left for four years exposed like this. And John Brennan's the worst of the worst, in my opinion. And then you got um, <clears throat> lies, lies, and damn lies. Joe Biden's a liar. I mean, he has been a liar his whole elective career, probably before his whole elective career. I mean, he, he's play, he, he dropped out of the 88 presidential race because he got caught plagiarizing. He's plagiarizing the office of the president-elect right now. That's not his idea. Nobody ever did it before Obama. It's stupid. It's childish. It's like high school. But he also broke a promise. A lot of people forget this. Uh, this is from the Summit News. Promise broken. Biden pledged not to declare victory until election independent certified. Well, what's, what's changed, Joe? Now, all of a sudden, you're declaring victory. You're putting up your little office of the president-elect sign. You're, telling, uh, you're saying that Trump should be ashamed of himself for not conceding to you. But nope. You broke. You lied, Joe. You lied. This is from the story. With the media declaring Joe Biden president-elect and Biden himself forming a transitional team, it sure seems that his promise in September to allow the election to be independently certified before claiming victory was empty rhetoric. You don't say. From Joe Biden, get out of here. During the first presidential debate, Biden was asked by Chris Wallace, will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? While the question was clearly aimed at Trump, both candidates gave answers. Biden replied in the affirmative, pledging, we'll count the ballots. As you pointed out, some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do that. Well, so much for that pledge. Uh, Biden is a liar. And, uh, you know, all politicians lie to an extent. But Biden's lies get to the point where it's like, really, dude? Really? I mean, come on, really? I mean, here's again, we're supposed to believe all this crazy stuff out of this election. Uh, we're supposed to believe that all of these counties that um, were solid red counties voted for Joe Biden. We're supposed to believe that all these Democrat counties, by the way, uh, voted for Trump and, um, or, or, did, or just voted for Biden, didn't vote for any other Democrats. They didn't vote down the party line. They didn't vote down ballot. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm not believing it. I want proof. I want verification. I mean, here's another article out of uh, Gateway Pundit. Insane. Pennsylvania's uh, Allegheny County Board of Election votes to count undated ballots. There's all that kind of crap that's going on in this election that really pisses a lot of people off, myself included. You, you're not, un, undated ballots are nullified according to the laws and the rules. If it's an undated ballot, you can't count it because there's no way to verify its authenticity. But yet here we are. The left is just doing all these shenanigans with uh, wrong dates, undates. It's getting to the point where like, really? People are getting mad here. You know, the left, here's what the left is doing is, yeah, you know, if Biden pulls this off uh, and he's elected president, they have no power. They're not gonna have the Senate. Um, they don't have state legislatures. Uh, they don't have uh, a majority of the governorships. They don't have the Supreme Court. They have a weakened House. They have a majority, but it's a slim majority. So the left have no power. All they'll have is vice pre the president of the United States. They'll have the presidency. That's it. And of course, they'll have, yeah, they'll have the majority in the House, but the House won't have as much power as it did before. And what they will have is a very angry electorate. 72 million people voted for Donald Trump. 72 million. That's a lot of people. And the left is poking a hornet's nest here. Again, if they believe that Joe Biden won this election fair and square, let the right go crazy. Let the right go crazy and verify all this. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, 
they look like fools. We look like fools because we're like, oh, all kind of oh, fraud. There's all kind of fraud. And then we investigate it. There's no fraud. Guess who's going to look foolish? Well, it's going to be us. Why doesn't the left want that? They think we're foolish anyway. I've been saying this a lot, right? But no, here we are. The big tech fights you down. The left fights you down. I mean, Joe Biden is considering suing Donald Trump official who is blocking him from starting transition process. I'm in mounting number of senior officials being fired. So he wants to sue to start his transition process sooner when he said before, yeah, we should wait till all, he pledges to wait till all the votes are counted. What happened to that, Joe? It's just another lie. Of course it's another lie. And then, you know, they, the reason the left want to hurry this process through is because they're afraid. I mean, I can only logically conclude they're afraid of what these votes are going to bring. What this, what, what all these, you know, uh, shenanigans being called out and investigated, they're afraid of what's going to bring. So they're rushing through. So the deep state, they want Biden, by the way. And yes, there is a deep state. They want Biden because, you know, Biden gives them what they want. A couple other stories and we're going to wrap it up today. Uh, who I got the, this came over earlier today. Who will Biden's cabinet picks be? Here are some of the leading contenders. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Uh, this is why they want to rush this through because uh, these cat and I love that we're going through this process that um, right now, by the way, uh, it looks like Alaska was finally called and it looks like, you know, North Carolina, as I said, was finally called. So the only state that's not called right now is Georgia. Arizona is closing the gap. Uh, you know, there's shenanigans in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin that are being investigated. Those elections can be overturned. I, as I mentioned, I believe Pennsylvania is going to Supreme Court. I believe that now Georgia also announced that they're going to do hand counts. I believe that's going to benefit Trump because it's such a small margin right now. So there's still a lot going on in this election, but we're getting there. And we're getting, what's good about all of this is the left is letting us see who they are. They're letting us see, Biden's now having to, to let us see who's going to possibly be inside of his cabinet. Now, this is just, again, it's like, here are some leading contenders, and it may not be different people, but listen to some of these. Attorney General, they're talking about Doug Jones, one of the leading contenders. He's a guy who just lost in Alabama. He didn't even serve a full term in the Senate in Alabama. Amy Klobuchar for Attorney General. Uh, Tom Perez, he leads the DNC for Attorney General. I mean, the guy totally uh, decimated the DNC. I mean, they're bankrupt. Stacey Abrams is mentioned for the Attorney General. What is it about the left and Stacey Abrams? I mean, is she threatening to eat them or something that they're just so afraid that they got to keep giving her some kind of attention? I mean, what is she doing for money at this point in time? She's just waiting for a job. And, uh, she, you know, as she said, I ask, I always ask. I learned from a little girl to always ask for what I want. But some reason they keep giving Stacey Abrams attention. Cory Booker for attorney general, the man with extra teeth for treasury. They're talking to Elizabeth Warren. This is the the cat lady that gave us the Consumer Financial Protection Board? I don't think so. Treasury? And by the way, Mitch McConnell has said, don't send me any kooks for cabinet positions that have to be, that have to go through the Senate. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is a Senate, again, for Treasury. Uh, let's see, they're talking about for state Susan Rice. That's not a, 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 a surprise. She's corrupt as corrupt can be. Uh, defense, Michael Florney, uh, Flournoy, a former undersecretary of defense in the Obama administration. Um, Tammy Duckworth uh, of Illinois is also mentioned as possible candidate for defense secretary. She's an Iraq war veteran. So some of these aren't, you know, crazy, but Stacey Abrams, Elizabeth Warren, um, Amy Klobuchar, the minivan mom. I mean, God, these are just bad picks. But that's who, uh, that's what you're going to get from Biden. That's who you'll get. And I do have a couple more things. A couple people. Here's some of the crazies, right? And then I'll get to this big story that I'm just not so sure, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, Governor Cuomo is in the news again, of course, because he, Governor Cuomo, here's Governor Cuomo talking about Trump and the COVID crisis. And uh, let me listen to what Cuomo has to say. Now, keep in mind, this is a sitting governor. He's the governor of New York, and he's a, a, a leftist darling right now. You know, they would just love to have run him for president. And if Biden loses, there's no doubt that this guy will probably run next term. But listen to this. And by the way, this is audio, not a video. I needed him to help New York. 
That was my job. If I wasn't governor of New York, I would have decked him, uh, period. I mean, he was attacking me. He was attacking my family. He was uh, anti-Italian. He was uh, every nasty thing. You know, you, if I take away that word governor for 24 hours, I would have had a field day with him. <laughs> so he's threatening to fight the president of the United States. And what's this anti-Italian stuff? How has Trump done anything that's anti-Italian? That's irrational. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. The, the left, I, I swear, there's a mental thing with the left. But nothing more, more, more I don't need the word, uh, crazy than Cori Bush. She's one of the new squad members, quote unquote. Listen to what this lunatic had to say. We have this super aggressive police department and they don't get to continue to just kill black folks in my community and I, I not say anything. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Take that money that we're using for MRAPs, the money that we're using for tear gas and stockpiling SWAT gear. We're gonna take that money and put it into substance use um, programs. We're gonna put it into education and mental health resources. We're gonna take it and use it for our unhoused population. We are reallocating funds. You know, we're not trying, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's district anybody from keeping their seats i'm not looking at feelings though i'm looking at life i'm trying to i'm not looking at feelings i'm looking at life chick that is all feelings you had right there all defund the police i mean this is the left ladies and gentlemen that is a congress person that's right that is a congress critter cory bush one of the new squad members now here is why i think this is absolutely wonderful that the democrats kept the house now it, it couldn't have turned out better uh, honestly i in my wildest dream it could not have turned out better than it actually turned out now here's why is i've said this before that the left needs to be completely abolished uh, they need to be canceled out they they're the longest running um party in america and it's time for them to hit the ash bins of history it's done the left they're done they've gone completely off the deep end and cory bush is a prime example of that so here's why i think what happened in the house uh this election is the best the absolute it's it's a better outcome than i anticipated because i believe that we needed to keep the Senate, and it looks like we're going to keep the Senate. We need the presidency. We don't, I mean, we should. It'd be nice. It's a nice to have, but we can, we can lose the presidency and still um, make the left go crazy and show us who they truly are and get them out of office in 2022, and then the presidency win it back in 2024. So, and we need the Supreme Court protected. So we got that. We got the Senate. We got the Supreme Court. We got the state legislatures. We got state governors. You know, we could still get the presidency, but now the left. They all they have is the house. It's the only power they have, right? So, and they've got a slim majority. They're, you're gonna see more of the Cory Bushes come out. You're going to see this the next two years. You're gonna see AOC, the Talib Sharad, whatever her name is, Ilhan Omar, all of those bat loony leftists are going to be, they're, they're gonna think because they're not that smart. You heard that, you heard Cory Bush. She's not that smart. That was, not, uh, that was not the ramblings of an educated, uh, intelligent woman. Hey, maybe she's educated. I don't know, but that was not the ramblings of an intelligent person. That was the ramblings of an idiot. That was a rambling of a child. The left are not smart. All the new left that's rising up, the AOCs, the squads, if you will, I mean, they are idiots. I'm sorry. They're just absolutely loons. They think they know everything. They're like children. They have no world experience. And they're going to continue to spout that kind of nonsense. And it's going to benefit the right because people are going to go, wait a minute, that, that person sounds crazy. I, I don't want that person to uh, uh, have any more power. I'm going to vote them out of office. And in 2022, uh, the Republicans will win back the House of Representatives. I, I can almost guarantee it at this point in time that the Republicans will win back the House, strengthen the Senate. Uh, you know, if we don't have the presidency, that's fine. We can't do anything about that in two years. We can in four years. Maybe even in two years, we can win some more state legislatures, maybe another governorship or two, strengthen it even more. Because the more power the left loses, the more psychotic they get. They'll show their true colors more and more. I don't think they're going to wake up. They've tried. The, the leadership 
of the left, of the Democrat Party, the ones that have been in a while, the older ones, and there are a lot of older ones out there, they get it. They see it happening. There's been a couple that have saying, hey, we're going to lose our blankety blank in 2022 if we keep talking this defund the police stuff. Oh, they're going to keep talking it. <laughs> Mark my word. They're not going to be able to rein in the Cory Bushes of the world, the AOCs of the world, the Ilham Omar. I haven't heard from that Tlaib chick out in Detroit. Uh, Talib or whatever her name is. I haven't heard from her in a while. What gives there? I have to look into that. Uh, so the left's going to continue to have these meltdowns and they're going to continue to rile up BLM and rile up Antifa and the American people are going to you know, be done with it. We've seen already BLM come out saying, hey, we want our piece of the pie that you supposedly won Democrats. Well, they didn't win. The Democrats lost during this election. Even if Joe Biden wins the presidency, let me tell you, the Democrats lost this bigly. That's why they're upset. One last story. We'll wrap it up. Um, this is from the Gateway Pundit. And again, I'm not, I'm, 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 I've got a surface level knowledge of this particular story, so I'm going to watch it and we'll see how it plays out. This is probably too early that I'm even put it out there, but I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put this in my show notes. And I, I mean, if you got, if we got some tech data people out there, please take a look at this. Uh, the email I'll put in the show notes to uh, the PBL podcast at gmail.com and help me out in understanding this because I got to tell you, there's questions I have where it doesn't make sense. But here's the headline from Gateway Pundit. Uh, anal analysis of election night data from all states shows millions of votes either switched from President Trump to Biden or were lost using Dominion and other systems. Now, remember that story out of Michigan, uh, that one county of Michigan where uh, it was either 2,500 uh, 3,000 votes switched from Trump to Biden because they didn't upgrade a software program, right? Just because of an upgrade wasn't done, uh, votes were switched. Makes no sense. No sense. So apparently there was also a glitch in Wisconsin that was similar to this. 47 other state uh, counties in Michigan used the same software, as well as 30 states across the country, most battleground states included so you got all this software there so gateway pundit's been reporting on this and they've reported the other states that had the glitch wisconsin uh, and i think there was one more and then somebody picked it up um the, the there's a link to the site in this article from uh gateway pundit who did an analysis on all of the systems across the country and found that there were over five hundred thousand votes switched there were two point 8 million votes lost. So what they're saying is, uh, let's use, um, let's use Pennsylvania as an example. It's, they, they claim by checking all of the data that 220,883 votes were switched from Trump to Biden in Pennsylvania and 941,248 votes were just lost in the ether because of this software quote unquote glitch. Now, here's my question. I don't know where they got the data. I don't know how they got the data. It's not very clear in the article. Maybe it is, and I just didn't see it. But I'd love for somebody, if there's some data-efficient people out there that really know how to read this stuff, to look at this, because I went on the website and looked at it. It's all gobbledygook to me, and I don't want to present this as any kind of factual. I want to present this. This is something out there that's interesting, and if it's true, and I'm led to, I'm led to look at it because of what I know about what happened in Michigan. If that happened countrywide, nationwide, well, huh, hello, voter fraud and the nth degree. I mean, I, my question has been, how does, how do votes switch from Trump to Biden? And only from Trump to Biden, by the way. How does that happen unless you do an, a software upgrade? That's not logical. That's just not logical. So there are people way smarter than me that can read this data and understand that there are people way smarter than me that are looking into this. This could be big, could be nothing. You know, like the watermark story that came out a couple of days ago, I don't think I reported on that. They were saying that the Trump administration put watermarks on ballots to invalidate them. It went nowhere, it became nothing. So could this be another one of those stories? I wasn't sure I was gonna even talk about this story because you know, uh, it just I don't understand it completely, but I do know what happened in Michigan, so it perked my interest. So I wanted to put it out there. Maybe somebody out in the audience uh, can look at this article, understand this way better. Shoot me an email. My email is in the show notes to the PBO podcast at gmail.com. And I do thank those of you who are emailing me now. Please continue to do so. Uh, I want to hear from you. 
let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you like to hear from the show. Uh, recommend a guest, suggest a topic. I am open. Uh, this show is really for you, for us. And I hope that I'm bringing you some analysis that help you understand, uh, you know, the minutia that the media tries to shove down our throat, because that's been my purpose from day one, is to cut through the, the media nonsense, because they're not giving you the whole story. They're only telling you part of it. Like this John Brennan thing, Chris Cuomo didn't challenge him at all. At all. Didn't challenge him at all. And, you know, Chris Cuomo didn't even challenge him when he said, who knows what else have you done? He should have said, well, what else do you think he could have done? They don't challenge him at all if it fits their narrative. And I want to just completely toss their narrative in the window and look at this through the lens of reason and logic. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBO podcast. Please do subscribe to our channel on YouTube. That'll help us with the algorithm. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you, they call it these days, please also subscribe there and give us a five-star rating. That's how you can help move the show up. The best thing that you want to do if you want to help with the show is get on over to iTunes, even if you don't use them, and just subscribe and give a five-star rating. You can listen to whatever apparatus you listen to it on, and I suggest you listen to the one you want to listen to it on. But if you go over to Apple, help us out there. And if you jump on our YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor, and give us a subscription, that'll help there. Another way you can help, too, is go over to my friends over at freeeaglenews.com, uh, especially their Facebook page, Free Eagle News, or facebook.com slash News. Uh, give their page a like and a follow. Um, Anthony's doing some really good work over there. He's a startup. He's got an aggregate he's building, and he's already getting some scoops. And I'd like to uh, keep seeing them grow over there. And he's getting a lot of attention, a lot of attraction. So he's definitely one that you want to watch over at FreeEagleNews.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. And again, to all your veterans out there, from the bottom of my heart, thank you and happy Veterans Day.